On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. I hope you had a lovely, lovely Christmas weekend and that you're looking forward to this new year. That's kind of the topic of today's episode. But first, you know, over these past two months, we've gone the gamut on your brain. We've discussed taking good care of your brain. We looked at brain anatomy, your diet, and why the blood-brain barrier is so important. The episode on affirmations in your brain was extremely popular, as well as the impact movement or exercise has on your brain. We discussed what's going on in your brain when you're feeling tempted and how to avoid temptations. We tackled the topic of loneliness, especially during this holiday season. And now today we wrap up the series by giving you concrete tips on how to set your goals for this coming year so you can not only turn over a new leaf, but so that you can start feeling better, more alive, and get in step with who God created you to be. Today's episode is divided into three parts. Part one is how your brain processes your goals. Part two, how to set goals successfully. And three, how to set goals successfully and then keep them, right? That's where the rubber meets the road. Okay, so let's dig right in. Part one, your brain and goal setting. Do you ever wonder why you may feel guilty for not accomplishing a goal? You know that feeling when you have a few things to do on your get to-do list, but instead of knocking them off, you sit a bit longer at your desk scrolling through Facebook and Instagram, or maybe even watching a movie. Maybe your goal is to exercise more, but instead of taking the, that walk, you find yourself sitting around on the couch and coming up with other things to do instead of lacing up your walking shoes. And the result? You feel guilty. You feel guilty because your brain registers the task and the fact that you're not doing it. And this causes what I'm calling a bit of internal brain angst. Your brain loves it when you set goals, especially challenging ones. And your brain will nudge you when you need to get going on achieving that goal. In other words, you can make your brain work for you when it comes to goal setting. Did you know that goal setting has been linked to, quote, higher motivation, self-esteem, confidence, and autonomy? end quote. Yep. That's coming directly from an article entitled The Neuroscience of Goal Setting and Its Impact on Your Culture. Now, that was like business culture. They go on to say this quote, when you set a goal, you are biologically programming your brain to change or create new behaviors and reach them because the way your neurons organize is impacted. Creating focus on specific goals allows the brain to create new, stronger bonds between neurons that help increase the likelihood that you achieve your goals, end quote. Now, to me, that's pretty exciting. But exactly how does the brain process your goals? What is really happening in your brain that helps you to achieve your goals and dreams and to tackle those challenging projects? In my research, I discovered these five takeaways from an Inc.com article entitled What Goal Setting Does to Your Brain and Why It's Especially Effective. And I'm quoting, here they are. Number one, the part of your brain that creates emotion, your amygdala, evaluates the degree to which the goal is important to you. Okay, side note, make sure your goal is really, really important to you and that you've bought into it. Number two, the part of your brain that does problem solving, your frontal lobe, defines the specifics of what the goal entails. Number three, the amygdala 
and frontal lobe work together to keep you focused on and moving towards situations and behaviors that lead to the achievement of that goal while simultaneously causing you to ignore and avoid situations and behaviors that don't. That's pretty awesome. Number four, goal setting literally alters the structure of your brain so that you perceive and behave in ways that will cause you to achieve those goals. And the last one, number five, challenging goals that have strong emotional resonance will alter your brain structure more quickly and effectively than weak goals. So make sure your goals are challenging. You're on board now that your brain is ready and willing to take charge. You get it. Your brain dances delicately between neuroplasticity, its ability to change, and stability. In other words, your brain can change literally, but it takes some work on your part because if it were easy to change, well, you might just be a mess. Why is that? Because you have to have stability in your brain as well. It can't all be loosey-goosey, always changing because then your brain might not remember how to take out the trash or press the coffee button each morning. Fortunately, when it comes to learning new things and rehearsing memories and choosing what to dwell on, and when it comes to goal setting, nailing down your aspirations for your future, your brain is a tremendous asset to have because just by your thoughts, you can make drastic changes. But this does take time and repetition. If you want to know how to do this, be sure to get your hands on the seven R's for living your best thought life. It's the infographic that goes through the exact method needed to get the freedom you're after in terms of overcoming otherwise toxic thinking. The seven R's will help you and they serve as a reminder of what you need to do each day to start feeling better. This is the companion tool to the Choose to Think devotional. The ebook goes on sale today. It's the day after Christmas, goes on sale. The price point starts at only two. 99. Let me tell you, that's a bargain for those of you who do devotions on your computer or your pad. Each day until the end of the year, the price point jumps a dollar daily. So please get your hands on that ebook for just $2.99. That investment, you can change the course of your next year. Now that you're convinced that your brain has a critical role to play in goal setting, let's move to part two. How do you set goals? What's the best way to set New Year's resolutions? So I want to offer you two tips. Number one, write your goals down. According to a Forbes article called Neuroscience explains why you need to write down your goals if you actually want to achieve them, quote, vividly describing your goals in written form is strongly associated with goal success. And people who very vividly describe or picture their goals are anywhere from 1.2 to 1.4 times more likely to successfully accomplish their goals than people who don't, end quote. The author goes on to say how writing down your goals does two things. It stores them externally. In other words, you got them down on a piece of paper and you can prop that paper up where you can see it daily and take the cues and be reminded of where you're heading. And also writing down your goals also involves your brain in big ways in a phenomenon called encoding. And let me quote, encoding is the biological process by which the things you perceive travel to your brain's hippocampus where they're analyzed. And from there, decisions are made about what gets stored in your long-term memory and in turn, what gets discarded. Writing improves that encoding process. In other words, when you write it down, it has a much greater chance of being remembered, end quote. That's why note-taking is so important in class. I tell my students that all the time. Okay, if you like seeing your goals and dreams, create a vision board to accompany your written goals. That's kind of a tag-on tip there. I've done this a time or two, and it is amazing to see glimpses into my desired future. Last year, I had hiking boots on my vision board to represent a dream to go to Machu Picchu. And guess what? I got to do that. That's where my husband and I honeymoon. We went to Peru and just traveled around there. I also put a micro 
microphone on my vision board and, because I always have a goal to increase podcast reach and growth. And by the way, if you've not subscribed to the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast, would you please do that today on uh, Apple Podcasts? It's just a click of the button. And better still, if you're on that, you know, in that area of, of the podcast, if you could actually light up the five stars for good measure and write a one to two sentence review, this would help others to find the podcast and it would keep me motivated to continue to put out the good news about Jesus Christ to help impact lives. We also have a Choose to Think podcast YouTube channel. Pop on over there and tap the subscribe button and the notification bell. This helps with the algorithm that allows YouTube to put our videos in front of more people. So please help us out in that way. It would just mean the world to us. Well, another thing that you can put on your vision board, which is kind of like goal setting in a way also, is your word for the year. In 2021, my word was gratitude. In 2022, it was patience. And for 2023, my word is faith. Be sure to declare your word and pray your word for that coming year. Okay, here's tip number two on how to set your goals, how to make your goals, how to write them up and everything. And tip number two is make your goals S-M-A-R-T or SMART. You've probably heard of that. The S stands for specific. Think who, what, when, where, and why. Example, I will avoid sugar. That's not quite specific enough. This one might be, if you verbalize it like this, I will eliminate sugar from my diet every day except Friday for the next month so that I can see if I feel more energetic. Well, that's quite specific. I will get in shape is vague. I will walk 10K steps daily is specific. The M stands for measurable. In my example, it's relatively easy to track sugar intake and steps. And by the way, concrete goals like buying a new car are way easier to measure than intangible ones like patience and faith. So when you're thinking of character change, it can be a tad harder to actually measure the change. Try praying for this type of change instead. Ask God to help you feel the growth as you are making it. Ask Holy Spirit to kindle in your heart awareness of times you are demonstrating that personal development goal. He will do it. Invite someone else to hold you accountable to your word for the year. The A in SMART is attainable. You're goal may be challenging. It should be. You'll have a better success rate. For example, walking 10K steps can take a good deal of effort, but it's attainable. It's doable. Walking 50K steps daily is not exactly attainable in my life because I have many other conflicting goals to which I must attend. I have to sit sometimes and work at my computer, for example, or maybe I'm watching grandkids or maybe I'm driving. So you want to make sure that your goal is, is challenging, yes, but also attainable. And the R is relevant. Having relevant goals keeps the, the goals closely related to the outcome. If your outcome is to feel hydrated and, and you want to know that you're flushing the toxin from your inner organs, but your goal is to drink one extra cup of water a day, this might not get you the end result. What if you don't drink any water that day? That means in the end, you've only had one cup of water. That's not enough to help you flush all the toxins out of your system and to help you feel hydrated and like your skin is moist, not dry, those types of things. Instead, a more relevant goal would be to drink 80 ounces of water daily and then to assess the outcome after a month or so. Does that make sense? Keep that in mind as far as time goes. Well, you've learned how your brain processes goals, how important it is, how to set goals. And now this takes a 
us to part three, how to set a goal and keep it. This is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. You know the statistics, don't you? According to an Inc.com article called Studies Show 91% of Us Won't Achieve Our New Year's Resolutions, How to Be That 9% That Do, quote, Strava, which is a running or hiking app type app, documented over 800 million user logged activities in 2019. And they found that most people toss in the towel on January 19th which Strava succinctly dubs Quitter's Day, end quote. So how can you be a part of that 9%, those that twirl right on past January 19th? You know, the ones that don't give up, the ones that keep going, the ones that persist, and the ones that are willing to keep at it until they reach their goal? Well, let me give you three more tips. Tip number one, start with that first micro movement. If your goal is to take a dream vacation, break down your goal into many sub goals or steps. Step one might be spend one hour researching travel to that country. Start a spreadsheet over the best time to travel to your desired destination and airfare costs, etc. Examine the weather during that time. Step two might be to pick a couple of destination cities. Discover the main sites in each city that you will want to experience. Step three might be to research each city and main attraction in further detail. Get price points for museum entrance, etc. Put all of this on your spreadsheet. Do you get the picture of what's happening? You break your big goal or your big dream into smaller and fairly easy, easily attainable chunks. And then you act, you take a teeny, teeny, teeny first step. You act on the first little sub goal. As a kid, I've always remembered some motivational speakers saying that the motivation comes after the action. The motivation comes after the action. Sometimes we tell ourselves, well, I'm just not motivated to go to the gym today or to drink another eight ounces of water. But no, that's not true. If you take that first step, if you get in your car to go to the gym, or if you take that first drink of water, that's when the motivation comes. We often think we have to be motivated first, but that's not exactly how it works. If you want to be motivated, then act act and then you'll get motivated. Sometimes we have thoughts like, you know, like I don't have the energy. I'm really not in the mood to do that. But the most interesting thing happens when you simply start. You reach for the low hanging fruit, so to speak, the stuff you can do kind of easily that'll get you headed in, into the right direction. Do some small action to get the ball rolling and motivation will naturally follow suit. Suddenly you'll feel excited about reaching your goal. Go ahead, put your running shoes on, take one small sip of water. You get the picture. Once the ball gets rolling, your motivation to complete the goal will grow stronger and stronger. The motivation comes after that first tiny action, that first tiny step. Act without thinking. Don't allow interfering thoughts to get in your way and prevent you from achieving your goals. Stop debating whether or not you want to get your 10K steps in because sometimes that big brain of yours wants to keep you safe and comfortable and can work against you if you're not careful. Use your brain to your advantage. You've written your goals down on paper so that you can see them. You've made sure your goals are smart. Now take a tiny step toward the finish line. You can also expect to have a conflict, to have conflicting goals at times, but this is where you must offer yourself a whopping dollop of grace. Try to see the bigger picture. Just because you miss the gym on a day or two doesn't mean you have to ditch your goal for optimal health altogether. You know, there was a day recently when I had many goals, but then there were so many interruptions. Suddenly my goals became conflicted. I needed to script a podcast episode and stay true to my goal to hit 10K steps daily by walking, rebounding, or playing pickleball. Two things happened that day before, you know, the day before this particular day that really threw me off. First, 
okay, I hadn't checked my calendar that week. Big mistake. And Jim, my husband, reminded me that we were to give blood the next morning at 1130. That's just something that we do as a couple. So immediately I took an iron tablet to avoid possible deferral because I have low iron. And also that same night before I received a text late into the evening about my next hair appointment to see if I could reschedule for the following day. I said yes. And so I woke up that morning ready to go, but our little pup Rico had been having some health issue, bathroom issues, really. So I called the vet and he said to give him canned pumpkin as a quick remedy. And we also made an appointment at 3 p.m. that afternoon for a vet visit. Well, I didn't have any pumpkin in the cupboard. So that meant I had to take a quick trip to Kroger, our local grocery store. So now my day had five stress points, things that I had not anticipated. Number one, my doggie was sick. Number two, I have to go to Kroger unexpectedly. Number three, I got to give blood, but I might go all the way over there and I'm going to be deferred because I hadn't planned in advance to take my iron tablets for several days beforehand. Number four, I had to squeeze in a hair appointment. Number five, I had to unexpectedly run to Midway, it's another city over, to the vet later that afternoon. Oh, and I forgot to mention that we were scheduled to play cards that evening with Jim's mom. So my Kroger trip trip took longer than expected because as I was going, I thought, okay, I want to save time later in the week by getting the Christmas baking items I need and the fresh fruit that I needed for our family meal in a couple of days. Thankfully, I was not deferred for donating blood. Thank goodness my hair appointment went uber fast. But nevertheless, when was I going to eat lunch? When would I get in my two goals for that day that I had? The podcast episode and my steps. Suddenly, these two goals became conflicting goals because something had to go. I couldn't do both of those. But my brain was telling me to get these goals done. Remember the guilt that we talked about at the very beginning? Yeah, I felt I was feeling guilty because I'm like, I'm not going to get this stuff done. Well, right alongside guilt, train your brain to offer you grace as well. Recognize that some days the goals won't get made. You, you won't, you won't hit it. You won't hit the mark. And you'll, you may even feel like you're going backwards, but don't let perfection stand in the way of working towards your goals. Keep hacking at them. So what you get off the train for a day or two, who cares? Get back on. Don't convince yourself. Don't allow yourself to to dialogue and saying, oh, everything's wasted. It's all bust. It's a wash now. That is simply not true. Anyone who does anything great, anyone who achieves a goal. They're not perfect. At a certain point, they they miss the mark on a given day or two or three or four. But what makes a champion is that that person gets back on, gets back up, starts again, gets going again, and lets the motivation wheel start turning. You know, I can give myself the hardest time sometimes when I don't reach my goals, but I'm learning to be a little bit more gracious toward myself and you can too. Okay. Tip number two was to get an accountability partner. And this was on how to, to not only make your goals, but keep them right. Let someone dear to you in on your dreams, goals, aspirations, and resolutions. Tell them why these dreams are so important to you. Explain to them that you're determined, that you really want to reach this goal once and for all. Tell them why you are willing to work hard for these goals Then ask them to check in with you weekly on your progress. Now, if you are trying to kick a bad habit, habit. You may need a support team, a small recovery group that meets weekly, or maybe a phone call daily. You might have to check in with someone just to help you stay on track and and verbalize and vocalize, hey, I'm struggling today, or hey, this is going on. You know, just that connect point. You may need that, especially if you're overcoming an addiction or something that's that's been going on a long time in your life. The point is, don't reach for your goals alone. Enlist the help of a friend or family member, and remember to pray about your goal every step of the way. Your heavenly father is an accountability partner of sorts for you. Keep a prayer journal written down to hold you accountable with him.
And then the last three on keeping your goals is declare your goal publicly. This is another form of accountability, really. I recently declared that I would get the companion journal for the Cheese to Think devotional up on Amazon. I'm still working on it. But because I declared this goal publicly, I know I need to follow through with it, that you're counting on it. I want to do this, but I also have a sense of duty and obligation now that I did not have before I publicly said that I would get this journal in your hands. So please be on the lookout for this companion tool for the devotional. I will get it done. So let's recap overall. Number one, you know your brain was divinely designed to help you achieve your goals and dreams. You give it the tasks and it's totally on board, especially if your goals are challenging. Number two, you know how to set resolutions by writing them down or creating a vision board. You'll make sure your goals are smart. Your your goals will be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. And number three, you know how to set goals and keep them. You've learned that the motivation comes after the action. So you will break your big aspirations into bite-sized mini goals, and then you will take one tiny bite in the right direction to get you going full steam ahead. You will confess your goals to at least one person explaining in detail why you want to achieve your goal, or you will enlist an accountability partner or support group to keep your feet to the flame, and you will publicly declare your goals. This is just one more step to help you flesh out what is most important to you in life. Of course, I'd be remiss without a few Bible verses to encourage you in your goal setting, to remind you that you are not alone in this process. As Christ's followers, you have the tremendous privilege of inviting God into your transformation. He gives you discipline, self-control, strength, and purpose. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, The Spirit that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Philippians 4.13 says that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. 1 Corinthians 9 verses 24 through 27 says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets a prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, do not run like someone running aimlessly. Don't fight like a boxer beating the air. No, strike a blow to your body and make it your slave so that after you've preached to others, you yourself will not be disqualified for the prize. That was Paul talking about himself and part of that. But you get the picture. And there you have it, Brain Changer. I wish you the happiest of New Year's. And you know what? I would love to know what New Year's resolutions you have. You can drop a note in the comments. You can shoot me an email at choose to think at gmail.com and that's with the number two choose to think at gmail.com and pop on over to the website choose to think.co with that's a number two again to get on our email list and to stay connected that way check out our ministry and if you like what you hear on this show would you please pass the link on to a friend as well and if you'd like a complimentary gal pal chat session with me to talk over your goals and break them down into smaller attainable steps i'm your gal click mentoring on the Choose to Think website for more information. And of course, all the links will be in the show notes as well. So get your ebook. Don't forget, it's only $2.99 for a 365-day devotional. That's the lowest price it's ever been. And it's going to go up a dollar a day through the year. So please get your ebook now and get, get a hold of that. You'll have it forever that way. So until next year, you keep living your best thought life. I love you so much and I'll catch you on. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.